You're listening to the Tomorrowland Tonight Show for April 15th, 2019. guys and welcome back to another edition of the Tomorrowland Tonight Show. I am of course your host Caleb and today yes we are interviewing the man who tells you to have a zippity doo dah day at the beginning of your day at Disneyland and we are also interviewing the man who tells you that the fireworks are cancelled due to high winds. Yes we are interviewing Bill Rogers, the voice of Disneyland. And before I just wanted to say um, this was an awesome interview and if I dare say so one of the best I've done in my two interviews I've already done. Um, Bill is a very nice guy. Before we started recording, it turned out we had some some things in common, and that was awesome. And he's very down to earth and very nice and very accommodating. And I just wanted to say, if he's listening, I do appreciate him for taking out um, the time and allowing me to do this. And so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and start the interview. So Bill Rogers is an American voice actor, but most recognized as the voice of Disneyland since 1991, succeeding Jack Wagner, the original voice of Disneyland. Bill has since married Camille Dixon, the voice of Disney California Adventure. All right, welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you. All right, so we're just going to start off and ask you, how on earth uh, did you become the voice of Disneyland? <laughs> it's a rather convoluted story, but I, uh, you know, it'll it'll take up a minute or two. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, the it started out, I was a disc jockey. I've been a disc jockey since I was 13, and that was more than a couple of years ago. Uh, but in 1991, a lady who I had worked with over the years introduced me to the guy who was uh, the recordist for uh, The Voice of Disneyland, and um, I had... I'd never met him, but it was one of those things where uh, we went through a very short audition process, and I found myself, uh, you know, like a week later, uh, the, the the new voice of Disneyland, because my predecessor, Jack Wagner, was retiring. So was it kind of a like your big gig, or did you have other um, jobs at Disney before well, that? I, yeah, over the years, uh, I've, I've, I've been a commercial voice most of my life, and uh, this was this was a very lovely addition to that uh, commercial enterprise. And I have to tell you that uh, for the most part, I didn't I didn't see it coming. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, when 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 I'm asked by other people who are in the voiceover business, uh, how did you know? What what did you do? <laughs> I I just I, it was one of those things where all I could tell them is that uh, I I was uh, very happy with with what with what I had been doing and um, I had just started a new business in in Southern California, having moved uh, from Pittsburgh about five years earlier, and uh, my my whole business revolved around commercial voices, and, and at the time, my predecessor, Jack Wagner, was, was one of the commercial voices. Uh, he had he'd done uh, 
lots and lots of things over the years, but he was very, very well known for uh, um, being the voice of a particular uh, savings and loan institution in Southern California and had been doing that longer than he'd been doing Disneyland. So it was it was one of those things where I looked at it as kind of progression. Uh, a lot of people, they, you know, you, you find yourself getting uh, what we call the, the marquee job, and, and very frankly, that is uh, that's a, it's, it's a lovely thing to have because you can point to it and say, this is uh, this is something that I've done in the past and continue to do, and and uh, it becomes an easy way to get new clients, and and uh, in fact, quite a quite a lovely way of introducing yourself to the rest of the world, who's probably never heard of you before. Yeah, um, out of curiosity, how did you get to know Jack Wagner? I never met the man. Oh, really? I never met the man. No, Jack was uh, Jack was one of those people that I. I had studied a lot. He was he was my hero. Uh, I spent I lived in those very early days. I lived in Garden Grove, California, and Garden Grove was uh, just a, a five and a half or six minute bicycle ride from from uh, Disneyland. And so I would go over uh, on afternoons when I didn't have much to do and sit and listen to Jack's voice. Uh, doing all of the things that we call the the uh, esplanade spiels, and the, the, you know the, the the things that you hear when you you used to be able to walk up to a ticket window at Disneyland, and you'd hear Jack's voice doing all sorts of uh, announcements about things that you could do at Disneyland, uh, the the various ticket purchase uh, options that you had, and. The list went on and on and on, and I listened to this man, and I thought, boy, this guy has the ability to do the most amazing job of being the authoritarian, the guy who knows it all and is going to let you know about it as well. He's also the guy who is part Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus uh, ringmaster, and he's also that kindly grandfather that, you know, you used to sit on granddad's knee and he'd tell you stories. Jack was all three of those in in really wonderful different measure, you know, parts. And that would, uh, and, and that's what made him such an awesome, awesome announcer. Yeah. So going back to um, when you became the voice of Disneyland, how often do you record announcements? Like, do you do it every day, every so often, every, weekly? Uh, both my wife, Cammy and I do uh, weekly uh, announce sessions with the folks at Disneyland. And, uh, and that's, you know, that usually covers a majority of the things that, that everybody hears when they get there, both at California Adventure, that's where my wife, Camille, is the, uh, she's the voice there. And, um, and I, at Disneyland, we do all of what are called the guest talent announces. So that, for instance, if uh, some junior or senior high school band is coming from uh, someplace, for instance, in Utah, uh, we will we will announce that uh, that that band name as they're marching down Main Street USA or performing at one of the several venues, uh, performance venues, one of which is at Disney California Adventure. So, yeah, we do we do those because there's always a boatload of those things to do. That's cool. So yeah. how how has 
doing the announcements for Disneyland changed since you first started in 1991? Like the structure, organizing? (laughs) That's the beauty part of it, Caleb. It hasn't. This is one of those throwback things where the the uh, the most amazing part about my job is it's the same as it was when I got it. I thought it's it's very strange. It's one of the very few jobs that I have that I still do things exactly the same way I did when I was when I was uh, when I first started. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So good time. Yeah. Have you done any other work in Disneyland other than being the park announcer? Like, have you announced on rides and stuff like that, or is it just strictly park announcer? Early in the days, uh, up until the up until the nine eleven two thousand one, I did lots and lots of different things at the park, and it was at, after nine eleven uh, that the that management decided that the the announcer had to be the person that gave only. Uh, no joke information so that my job now is to say the things that are happening but it also has to be by nature the uh, the, the voice that says this is the time that you follow your cast member you know the nearest cast member to a, a safe place yeah so that um, they they don't misunderstand that I'm not telling them about a new show or 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 something like that and I'm not making a joke this is yeah. Um, so in 2001, when Disney California Adventure opened, were you the park voice for that too? Uh, I was. Just uh, I did a, a lot of it. There were several voices, one of which was a, a lady who uh, was in charge of, of doing a majority of the guest talent information things and, and uh, some of the parade announcements. And then at a later time, I became the... Uh, the, the full-time and the only voice for Disney California Adventure. Adventure, And then when Buena Vista Street and Cars Land got opened, um, I was driving down Interstate 15 uh, toward Los Angeles. Uh, I'd been in Salt Lake City, and uh, my my wife, Camille, was, was driving, and, and I happened to be just sitting in the passenger seat doing absolutely nothing when the phone rang, and it was a, a, one of the people that I work with a lot at Disneyland. And, uh, and he, he said, um, you know, we've got, we've got all kinds of new things coming to DCA. And I said, yeah, I, I understand that. I've been kind of keeping an eye on it since I knew when the, the grand opening days were, uh, you know, because I... Disney has a way of calling people at the last minute sometimes, and uh, so I, I keep an eye on things, just you know, understanding that that's going to happen from time to time. And I said, "So, where do you need me? What do you want me to do?" And and the guy said, "Well, what's Camille doing?" <laughs> and so I answered the phone, and she became the new voice of California Adventure on the grand reopening of DCA. I'm curious to know, is there like a a big hub somewhere in the Disneyland Resort where all these, like all the audio is stored for these announcements? There are two of them. There's, uh, there's one at, uh, actually there's a third, uh, rather small uh, situation for, for Disney, uh, downtown Disney. But there's also, a, there's a hub, a, a major hub at Disney California Adventure, which is just, absolutely amazing it is 
very, very high tech, and they they did all the things that they said they were going to do originally at Disneyland, or didn't, but, but didn't even exist at the time. Uh, and then uh, there is the the audio hub uh, you know, for DCA is located backstage someplace, and then uh, the, the the audio hub for Disneyland is uh, is above the old bank building. Uh, right next to Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. How do you interact with the guests, or do you interact with the guests when you're in the park? Or do the guests notice you at all, or do different people notice you? I I have managed to maintain my anonymity quite well. <laughs> and for that reason, I very, very seldom uh, react in any way or, you know, take, you know, take any, any kinds of... Uh, uh, liberties with the guests as it were I, I i am not so nice when it comes to when it comes to taking liberties with the with the cast members uh, very often um, I, I will i will play a joke on them from and, and and have from time to time in in one particular case i saw i've heard a young, a young um and, and and i realize both of my girls uh, Two, uh, two daughters, both of whom worked at the park, listened to me day after day. In fact, my, my older daughter actually worked there before I got there, but continued afterwards. And you hear these announcements, usually uh, pretty much the same ones, day after day after day, and you get to the point where you, you start mimicking, mimic, mimic, mimicking them. Boy, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, I heard one young lady at one of the clothing shops on Main Street mimicking my voice one day. And um, I thought, boy, I just can't let this go. (laughs) So I went back and I said, young lady, I think you were mocking me. And she said, excuse me? I said, I'm pretty sure I heard you just mocking me not too long ago. And she said, no, sir, I I would never do that, you know. What, what did I say? Ladies and gentlemen, boys, and she just started to faint. <laughs> Grabbed onto her, and uh, she was, she just absolutely, she just, well, I guess I was. <laughs> and, you know, I, there, there will always be guys and girls backstage um, doing, you know, doing the announcer voice is what I call it. It's a, every, every, is 
may be a character that no one will ever see just here, you you give it all of those those things that uh, make it easier for you to, to be a part of what it is all about. Yeah, so what you're trying to say is uh, the voice of... The, no, the voice of Disneyland is a character, in a way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Exactly. Everything... Everything has a, kind of a purpose in life, and I believe that as you go along, you find yourself wanting to know the story that surrounds whatever it is that you do. Yeah. You being, you know, you're just getting getting to know all of these things. It, it's, it's a matter of, of finding what needs to be taken care of and, and, and going from there. A little strange, but nonetheless, I think that's the easiest way I can explain. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Have you done any so, character um, voice acting, or just strictly like commercial and Disney on announcer? No, I've uh, over the years I've done uh, some video games, and uh, and uh, actually, <laughs> I'm the voice of not one but several uh, slot machines in Las, you know, <laughs> Las Vegas style slot machines. No, I've done. <laughs> That's cool. Um, do you, going back to the guest interaction, um, do guests often mm-hmm. notice you just by your voice? No. No? It's never happened? Like I said, I, 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 speak, I speak in this normal tone of voice right now, unlike the Jack character who speaks more like, well, this is the way things really are. If you really want to get to the train station, you're going to have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit different than, and 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 nobody talks like that. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's a matter of 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 getting that character together. It has to be you know part ringmaster, part grandfather, part authoritarian. Yeah, have you uh, done any other announcements other than Disneyland Park, like for other? Mm-hmm. Um... Yes. Yep. Over the years, uh, I was. Uh, and for the, about the first 10 years of my job, I was also the voice of Tokyo Disneyland. And um, that was a whole different set of you know, interactions. I did it all in English because they figured uh, that the Tokyo facility is, is a really, really impressive place. It's massive compared to Disneyland. You know, it's more along the lines uh, Tokyo Disney Sea and Tokyo Disneyland are... Uh, are just about the same size as Walt Disney World without the parking. In other words, the the, the area that the, the theme parks uh, take up is about the same without you know without because there aren't anywhere near as many people driving to these two facilities in Tokyo. Um, but, but at that time, they figured that uh, you know the, the, the I think about eighty. 90,000 people is about as many as you can put in, in Disneyland Park. And that's uh, and that's packing them in a lot on any given day. But Tokyo Disneyland, on the other hand, has about five times the capacity. So that it's, it's that much larger. Yeah. And uh, on any given day, there are uh, 20% of the people there are either... Uh, already fluent in English, or they are learning English because Japanese want you know they want to 
speak all of the languages just like they do in Europe. Uh, so you find yourself uh, speaking to the same number of people in English in Tokyo as you do at Disneyland every day. So that, that I did. I've also done some announcements over the years for a, uh, uh, a place called Pacific Ocean Park, uh, which I did before I got the Disneyland job. And Pacific Ocean Park is that pier that sticks out in the, the Santa Monica, just off the, the, uh, the, the, it's in Santa Monica and it sticks into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, okay. And then, uh, I, yeah, um, then I did, uh, I've done some uh, stuff in, in German uh, for the Warner Brothers Amusement Park in Bonn, Germany. And uh, I, I speak a little bit of German. And uh, I've also done a couple of things for uh, parks in Australia. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I assume you didn't speak Japanese for Tokyo Disney Sea and Disneyland. Is that right? No. No? Just English? I did not. I did not. Okay. Not English. Um, and then something I've wondered for a long time. Are you, do you speak Spanish for the Disneyland announcements too? Or is that a separate guy? That is a separate guy. That is my good friend, Fabio Rodriguez. Senor Rodriguez is incredibly good at speaking Spanish. He is the, uh, uh, the Telemundo uh, voice guy at TV stations all over the country in Espanol. And uh, one of the reasons that... Uh, one of the reasons they like him so much is because the, the two of us do sound quite alike when we have our, when our, uh, you know, our selected voices are are, are doing the same thing. Yeah. It, it really is a lot of fun. And besides, he's a, he's a dear friend, and we've known each other for a number of years. Um, so you mentioned a cast member story or an interaction you had a couple minutes ago. Do you have any other cast member stories like that? Well, you know, Without going too far into it, yes, I when when I find myself backstage and uh, and I hear other people just chattering about something that I've said or or done, uh, it's it's not unusual for me to just kind of butt in and say, "Well, you know, that's not exactly the way you do that." Yeah, and they'll they'll stop, turn around, and laugh because usually I'm behind them when I hear these things going on. Um, and from time to time, it uh, it also it comes in rather handy when uh, when you're just when you're just in the park uh, working with a cast member who suddenly realizes that you know um, I'm just one of the guys, and that happens that, that happens quite a lot because I do a, a, a lot of live announcing and usually there's a cast member who's whose job it is to make sure that I don't go off the track someplace. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you mentioned live uh, announcing. What do you do for yeah. that? Well, we, usually it's a, a pretty special occasion. Uh, you know, when we're, like, for instance, uh, every, every, uh, every for the first weekend of December every year, we do a thing called Candlelight. And Candlelight is a combination uh, singing of, of Christmas hymns and uh, the uh, the telling of the story of the birth of Christ. 
and there's usually a uh, a narrator who does that, and then there's me who announces who all of the all of the uh, choirs and so on and so forth are, and introduces the narrator. This last year, um, Chris Pratt, the the Star Lord, was uh, was our narrator, and and uh, he was he was quite a bit of fun to work with. And then uh, I do other. Uh, things as are needed. Uh, the last time we did a big announcement about the park, we did so uh, for the 60th anniversary, and that you know that just one of those things where you're there, you're you're waiting to see what happens. And then I do a lot of uh, a lot of announces for private groups uh, when they're celebrating whatever, either at the park and they've closed the park, and it's just for that situation, or sometimes over at the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. Um, so I'm also curious to know, do you, um, with Galaxy's Edge opening up, um, I, as far as I know, they, Disneyland wants it to be a very separate land. Are you recording announcements for that, or can you not say? You remember what I, you remember what I said earlier about Disneyland not telling me anything until it was absolutely necessary? You don't know? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, darn it. Well, it's it is. It's not that they're keeping it from me. They just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I do speak uh, a modified form of Klingon, but I don't think that's going to be helpful here. <laughs> do you uh, do any other announcements other than Disneyland? Do you do announcements for like the Disneyland Hotel or the resort in general, or is it just strictly oh, yeah. Disneyland? Yes. Yes. We do, do lots of lots of announces for not only for the for the hotels in the in the in the resort, but also we do uh, lots and lots of uh, things for uh, Disney World and for the the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Studios. Uh, I spend uh, probably oh I don't know twenty five days a year doing things for the other. I haven't been to Disney World myself personally, so do you do the announcements there, or is it someone completely separate? And if so, do you know them? I do. I I do very few of them. My predecessor Jack did some uh, because they were, you know, everything was pretty much done uh, all the same way in the early days. The uh, the Disney World folks have uh, have wanted to have someone on site so that they could they could direct them. And, you know, me being in California, uh, that wasn't something that they, they particularly wanted to do. So I uh, I don't do a lot of things except for stuff like, for instance, uh, there is a, a phantasmic unit at uh, at the Magic Kingdom. And, and when you go to see Fantasmic, you'll get my announces because we had put that show together in in uh, in California, and then you know shipped it out to shipped it out to Florida, and very often. Uh, but these days, there you know they they want a specific vibe for Disney World that isn't the same vibe as Disneyland. Uh, the the announces that they do there are are considerably more uh, up tempo, and they feature much younger people. Than, uh, than I. Okay, so 
what kind of perks do you get with a job like this out of curiosity? Well, uh, I could tell you, but then I, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I could tell you what I do in the army, but I'd have to kill you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the, the perks, the perk, let's just say that the perks make it worthwhile. Okay. And that's as far as I'm going to go. All right. Thank you. For someone my age uh, who, you know, who's in high school and who wants to pursue a voice acting career and wants to go through college knowing it, what would you recommend to that person? Learn to act. First, foremost, always. Spend more time in little theater groups, in, in high school, in college, and afterwards learning how to act because that's what the voice actor's job is these days. It is not about being a pretty voice. It is not about being, uh, you know, the, the deepest, fanciest, wowzers voice ever. It is about being char- a character. And when you learn how to act, you learn how to create that character. Yeah. All right. Everything else, everything else comes very easily, but if you don't know how to act... You're, you're, you're sunk. All right. Um, and then our last question for the evening is, if you could be stuck on a Disney Parks ride for 24 hours, what would that ride be? Well, that's a really interesting question, and that is one of those where I'd have to give you about three answers. First of all, um, the very first ride that I was involved with was Star Tours. And Star Tours... Uh, having been updated and upgraded over the years has become much more interesting and much more wonderful than it was when it was when it first came out and i and i think it uh just from the standpoint that it has grown with the audience star tours has to be one of the big time winners the uh, one of the others has to be uh, flight of passage the avatar uh, ride at Disney Animal, Disney Animal Kingdom in Florida. That is, uh, if if you have seen the movie Avatar, you'll know that the Navi, the the group of people that it portrays, uh, fly these giant, uh, almost like uh, uh, birds, you know, uh, yeah. or uh, dragons, depending on how you how you look at it, and. Uh, that gives you that same feeling. That is, it, it, it's an incredible, wonderful feeling of flying. And I think uh, that probably uh, messes with my head more than anything else. It was just, it was an amazing, amazing feeling. I've only ridden it once, and I'm, I'm very likely to go back just because I want to. But there is a soft spot in my heart for um, the Astro Orbiters. <laughs> Disneyland, Disneyland put those things, uh, that was a very one of the very first big things to go along in Tomorrowland. And Tomorrowland, uh, to me, just isn't the same without the Astro Orbiters sticking above the, uh, the uh, Tomorrowland Terrace and all of that. But it is still a wonderful ride. I take my grandchildren on it, and they just absolutely love it. And there's just nothing more I can say. So there's there are those three rides, two in Disneyland, one in Animal Kingdom. Well, thank you for the three rides. That was kind of expected. I appreciate it. 
You're welcome, sir. All right. Well, thank you, Bill, for being on the show. We really do appreciate it. Caleb, this was a good time. Thank you very much. All right. Cool. Thank you. See you around. Again, I just wanted to thank Bill for taking the time out of his day for me to do this. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully you, the audience, learned a little bit more about the voice of Disneyland and what um, goes into it and the secrets behind it. And I I certainly did. And this is probably one of the best and most interesting interviews I've done so far. Um, Just as we wrap things up, I just want to remind you to follow us on social media. That's where our main social media hub is. Um, We post pictures not only about the podcast, but historical things, funny things, stuff like that. And it's really worth a follow. But if you'd rather not follow us on Instagram, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too. All right. You can find all of our previous episodes on our website at tomorrowlandtonightshow.weebly.com. And are you or someone you know a cast member, former or unemployed, Imagineer, Disney employee, author of an unofficial and or official Disney Parks book, owner of an unofficial Disney social media account or podcast, or someone who's related to the Walt Disney Company in any way, we want you. Be part of the show. The easiest way to do that is to fill out the form on our website at tomorrowlandtonightshow.weebly.com. You can also message us through any of our social media accounts and or email us at tomorrowlandtonightshowpodcast at gmail.com. Any use of copyrighted material is used strictly for editorial purposes and remains copyright of the respected holder. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in next month because we have a pretty interesting inter- interview coming up, if I do say so myself. And without further ado, we'll see you in the future.